Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over 15 years, and each week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, that's exactly what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week. Regardless of technical problems, if you guys can't can't hear me because my mic is shitty, or if you can't download us because iTunes feed is fucked up, mm-hmm. we're still going to show up and do this. I wonder, I mean, if, if that's the case, there must be all these people who can't get our show. Millions of people that can't Millions get of people who want to get our show, and they simply can't, Mike Lawson, because they have these technical problems. John Ong, I know you're traveling the world. When you're out there, we need you. I already, in fact, I already... I just shown the uh, I I turned on the John and you know the bat signal. Mm-hmm. I turned that on over here. There's a John Ong signal. Oh, is it a pair of like high heels? It's a pair is- of high heels and a bell. Okay. <laughs> um. Really though, there's a something wrong with our feed, and I can't figure it out. So if anybody kind of knows about RSS feeds and iTunes and bullshit, uh, reach out to me. If the show doesn't download, though, uh, for you because of the iTunes issue, uh, you don't have to contact me anymore. <laughs> I know that it's happening. Um, I made the mistake of asking, and thank you guys uh, for everyone who lis- who listened and contacted me and said they were having a problem. It might have been a mistake for me to ask people to do that, though, because so many people, it was like a bombardment of it. It was awful. My mom's having surgery today. She had it already. She's out of surgery. Is she like with it? What do you mean? Is she with it? Like, is she coherent? I don't know. I, I I haven't I haven't been there, but I will say this. So I was going to go, but I had this. I talked to my mom before that before this happened. I had this important meeting today, and I I could have rescheduled it, but I was like, this is this. She's like, no, don't just go to your meeting, and I'm going there tomorrow. Okay. Right. But what I think is funny is my mom is having surgery. Okay. She is literally, you know under anesthesia so my dad is there with some aunts my brother was there okay and it was like a group text message giving us updates my dad said i'll call you if anything happens right 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 so around the time my mom's supposed to get out of surgery i get a text message saying you know your mom's out of surgery everything's fine everything's great immediately after one of the aunts texts me and she's like oh also you're we checked your father's blood sugar and it's fine and he took his pill and I was like, my dad is a grown ass man. Like, I basically, if my mom ever died, my brother and I might as well just buy two coffins uh, <laughs> just to save a trip to the mortuary. Like, my mom's just in surgery and he can't check his own goddamn blood. Yeah. I like that you and I were talking on the phone. Um, I guess it was yesterday, maybe. Mm-hmm. And your mother, who was about to go in surgery, would love to talk to you, but she was going to get her nails oh, done. <laughs> wait, I actually found no, but I found out why. There is actually a legitimate reason. She wasn't getting nail polish put on them. I guess when you have surgery, they ask you to take your nail polish off because the um, anesthesiologist looks at your nails, and if something happens or something that your oh, your nails turn, are the first thing to change turn color. Purple, yeah. yeah, if you're not getting oxygen. Yeah, so <laughs> that's they asked her to take the nail polish off. So she decided to get them professionally removed because someone will be looking at them. She's like, yeah, exactly. She's all, you know, I'm sure it was, yeah. I there there is some sort of Betty Batance. There, this doesn't seem that simple. Why wouldn't she just do it at home? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so what? 
Is that all that, that is that a story? That's my only story, Mike Lawson. It was what do you have going on next week? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that one time. It's literally just start the show and be like, Well, nothing really happened this week. It's nice talking to you, and then like legitimately legitimately just end the show. By the way, Steve told me he doesn't like our theme song. What? That is the yeah. first you know do you know that I get emails and text messages from people who we know, like I know them. Who tell like Adam Vaught told me he will sometimes listen to the theme song again. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've I haven't heard any negative uh, comments about it except for Steve. He said he doesn't like it anymore. Oh, he's just bored of it. I guess I don't know. Well, you know what's so funny is this will excite Steve, and I guess it's going to ruin a surprise. But you know, I'm on that other podcast that no one ever listens to because it never gets released. The Sing Talk podcast. Oh, uh-huh. Right? And so all the time that I've done that podcast, it's been this girl who is Dave's assistant. Dave is an assistant. Her, I don't remember what her real name is. I keep wanting to call her Robin. And I know it's not Robin. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Her so, Ed McMahon. Yeah. So I'll just say Robin, Ed. right? Okay. <laughs> and so Robin is his assistant. and Is she she's, African-American? No. Okay, good. Phew. No, she's not on the show. She's literally his personal assistant. Okay. And she sets up the whole thing and everything. So I show up. And I'm used to seeing her just sitting there, you know, just there. And I show up to do the podcast last week. And um, it's some twinky Australian boy. Okay. And so I was like, oh. And, you know, I'm doing that Finding Prince Charming recap show. Yeah. And what I'd wanted to do, because Lance Bass is the host of that show, I wanted to do like a parody version of Bye Bye Bye. But okay. I was like, oh, I need some sort of boy band to do it or something like that and whatever. And then Shannon tells me the Twinkie assistant is like a really talented singer and musician. And he oh. said he'll record stuff for me if I ask him to. So I was actually thinking of having him record like a um, – because I heard him singing. Oh, his name is Darcy. I think his name is Darcy. What is his fucking name? I don't know what his name is, right? Okay. Um, I think it's Dar- – look up Darcy Callum, C-A-L-L-U-M. Okay. On YouTube. And she said, look him up and um, listen to his voice. And it's very kind of like all the young guys sing like that now. You know, all the young pop singers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you find him? C-A-L-L-U-M? No, C as in cat. Uh-huh. A-L-U-U-M. A- L- I'm sorry. C-A-L-L-U-M. Um, I found one. Darcy Column 1989. Oh, no, that's not him. I'd have nope. to look. I'd have to look it up again. Okay. The point is, I was like, "Oh, it'd be so funny if you recorded like one of those versions of our theme song." But also, I think we need a new outro. Yeah. So I would think, wouldn't yeah. it be funny? Because if he just sort of like, he has that sort of like, everybody sings like this, you know. So if he was like, you can catch catching up at cupodcast.com. And Mike is at Twitter, at Mr. Mike Lawson. You know, like, whatever he wants to do, right? But, like, a slowed-down version of our outro. But, like, he just sings it. I don't know what, what was wrong with what you just did. Let's <laughs> put that up. <laughs> but that's a, I kind of want to really find it now. I can't remember what his fucking name is, though. Um, but anyway, what, so, so what's going on with you? What's going on with you, Mike? Well, that's going to be one of my stories. Um, Joey, I had a... Uh, my iPhone 
was in my back pocket. I'm trying to even think. Wait, what before my story you tell is. the story, I, I yeah. think it's important before you tell the story. So on, we have this. We use this board called Trello. Well, don't. That's you're gonna give I'm, away. The I'm not punch. giving. No, I'm not giving anything away. Okay. And the trail is not even up in front of me. Okay. What I want to comment on is that usually it'll have a story like I was stuck in an elevator, right? It's, right. it's like there's like you can tell the story in the card. Now on these two cards this week, it's like bubblegum Obama uh, zoos, and I'm like, yeah. what? I don't know. So now I'm curious. Now you have it. Something that my my appetite is wet for this. Well, the past few weeks, I feel like my stories have just been so bland. Which um, you, I'm my sorry, stories you, you said are, weeks, yeah. not years. Ha ha ha. Um, but <laughs> my stories have been so bland that I thought, like, you know what? Instead of just kind of thinking of one event, I'm gonna just tell a few things from my week. So oh, good, Joe. Yeah, I got a, a my iPhone was in my back pocket, and I was moving furniture at work. And stupid me sat down weird on the corner and I smashed the entire screen of my iPhone. Like shards. Like would cut my finger if I tried when I was trying to text people, right? It's basically my windshield. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. So I um, am smart and I, well, I am smart enough to have the insurance because I know I am stupid enough to do things like this. So, Who do you have insurance with? Um, with my um, carrier, so oh. through Verizon, I okay. pay for the insurance. So uh, I contact them because of the smash screen. They are going to send me a new one. No problem, right? right? Great. So the new one is coming. They're going to overnight it. It all works out. Life is good. And I get the new phone, and I uh, backed up to the cloud. So I'm, like, downloading everything to the new phone and – uh, boring story, but it takes a couple hours. But the old phone's gone. I put it in a prepaid envelope, send it back to them. They'll probably refurbish it and send it to the next sucker. My phone, though, that they gave me as a replacement mm-hmm. was doing this like flickering thing, and then the screen would be miscalibrated. Miscal- okay. So, like, if you click uh, towards the top of the screen, it would click. It would think you're pushing an icon that's like halfway down the screen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So annoying. Impossible. So I go in. Instead of calling and just doing it over the phone, I thought, you know what? I'm going to bring this into the Verizon store. Maybe they could do something fast Um, because it was frustrating. So I go to the Verizon store and he's like, oh, this is the replacement's problem. It's not our fault. It's a separate company. Call this number. Super unhelpful. And I... Uh, eventually get, long story short, I get a new phone. So this is my, I broke my original, I got a replacement that didn't work, and then I got another replacement, okay? I go through all of the hoops of uh, backing it up to the cloud, and then like two days later, Joey, Steve was here, and all of a sudden my phone started doing the flicker thing again and the like uh, miscalibration thing. So... This is my, now I had my original phone, I had a replacement phone, and now this is the third phone that wasn't working properly. So I, luckily I didn't have to go in, I knew the phone number, and I called them and I got a fourth phone. So I've had four phones. Uh, This time though, the lady I think could sense that I was kind of frustrated. And so she was like, um, well she she made the mistake of saying something stupid that she didn't mean to say. Um, cause I, I was, she was like, don't worry, we'll just replace it. And I was like, I'm not worried that the replacement isn't going to come. I'm worried that 
I've been having to get a new phone every two days. Like, this is really frustrating. And she was like, oh, you don't have... Oh, no, I said, I'm worried that I have to go to the Verizon store every two days to bring in the phone. It's frustrating. And she's like, you don't have to go to the Verizon store. You can just call us. And I was like, bitch, I don't want to have to call you every two days. I just want a phone that works. And then, uh, long story... On your phone that doesn't work. Just call us. (laughs) Yeah, on what? So, um, basically, I'm on my fourth phone, but this time she replaced it with a brand new phone. So I have like a all new um, iPhone 6s, and it's wonderful. Um, updated to the new iOS. Did you update yet? I sure did. I've been sending people annoying text messages. Yeah, I haven't received any, so I didn't know for sure. But Joey, I'm on this brand new phone. Okay, um, playing with all the new iOS and everything, and I go have dinner at Steve's house. And on the BART ride home, uh, uh, sitting on the train across from me, there's this, like, kind of homeless looking, but, I mean, he was clean-ish, but, like, I, I, there was something up, I could tell. Um, homeless, maybe, or, um, maybe not homeless, but, um, certainly, I would think, well, I could tell you, he had probably been drinking, um, because he eventually came and sat next to me, but... On the BART, he kind of leans forward and asks this lady if she could, if he could use her phone. And she was like, uh, no. <laughs> she just said no. And then he came, he asked me if he could make a phone call on my phone. Joey, what, I just said yes. What do you, how do you say no to it? I kind of was scared a little bit to let him use it. But I would usually be like texting on my phone, like just, you know, pretend I was texting someone and then look up and say, sorry, I don't have a phone. And then go really? back. At- and then go back to texting. No. Um, I don't know what that's. That's an awkward. That's never happened to me. I don't know. So I said, yeah, of course, come over. And so um, he tried to give me the number, but I just like told him to come sit next to me. And he dialed and we were going under the bay in the Transbay tube at the time. With the homeless man going under the bay. He doesn't know he's sitting next to me. I'm gay. So the call in uh, some random person. Who was he calling? The phone number didn't go through. The uh, phone wouldn't ring. And he's like, we don't got reception, which is not true. You actually have pretty good reception under the bay. Uh, but pretty he's like, I'm gonna, good reception under the bay. He's like, I'm going to just text them. Okay. Um, I could read you the first text. because I'm just going to text them anyway. Ooh. He says, this is cuz, C-U-Z. Please. <laughs> Please. Yes. This is the greatest story you've ever told already. Immediately. Just with that. That's immediately the, re- the greatest story you've ever told. He says, this is cuz, can you stand a little help? Question mark. And that's it. And so he gave me my phone back and I was like, okay, I'll let you know if the person responds. And he's like, thank you. And he kind of had like. Well, he s- smelled of alcohol strongly, and he had, like, the shakes a little bit. So he could have been dealing with, like, some withdrawal, maybe. But I was like, yeah, I'll totally let you know. And in my head, I kind of thought, after I kind of got the smell and read the message, I was like, well, I don't know. If you were barring someone's phone, you would say, like, hey, I'm on someone else's phone, but I'll be there at 6. Or And the you know person I mean? texts like, back, and they're like, uh, sir, this is a convent? What? Yeah. <laughs> But wait, Joey, the story gets even crazier. So he sends that text and he continues to sit next to me just in case someone responds. But after I saw the text, I was like, well, 
there's either mental illness, maybe he's drunk, something's going on that that, I don't even know if this is a real text to somebody. By the way, to date, nobody's responded to the text. Are you sure it wasn't like, um, uh, sir, this is Panera Bread, what's your order? No. But then another thing, Joey, he was like, you know what, can I make one more text? And I said, okay. And so he goes to respond to open a text, but he, w- I was like, do you want to text the same person? And he said, no, 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 a new text message. So I open it, and he doesn't put in a phone number first, which he did last time, the first time. Uh, instead, he just starts writing a message. And his message, which has been deleted because he never actually sent it, said something about how he's being chased and he got robbed. Mm-hmm. And so he handed the phone back to me, and he was like, did you see the message? And I said, yeah, I read it. And he said, no. And he grabbed the phone back to me. Oh, by the way, he I, we introduced him ourselves. So he he said people call him D, mm-hmm. and I told him I'm Mike. And so he went to put in the two address, like um, the recipient. He wrote Mike, M-I-K-E, and then he gave it to me. And that was it. <laughs> the end. So why were you chasing him? I'm just I, – I just was really nervous. Like I really didn't want to let him use my phone. But mm-hmm. I also, at the same time, like, it doesn't hurt me at all. I don't know. I just felt like, what if he, what if he doesn't respond before I had to get off the train? Mm-hmm. But in a weird way, it kind of worked in my favor that he turned out to be a little bit nuts because I just was like, all right, D, nice meeting you. Good luck to you. Oh, did he touch you at all? No. I mean, well, we sat next to each other, so like our our bodies were like. Next was he to each dirty? Other. A little bit. I really think that it's very possible. Either A, he is homeless, but he shelter hops and like keeps oh. himself, you know, very clean. Or he could have not been homeless. He could have just been dealing with some addiction, withdrawal stuff, and was on the street for a while and just looked a little bit worn, you know? Are you sure you didn't want to get your work clothes dirty? Yep. You certainly... Wouldn't want anything to happen to your work clothes. <laughs> You're right. True. That's a weird thing to say, though, Joe. What's going on with you? <laughs> <laughs> um, on the on the Trello, the last bullet point in this story was something about work clothes, and I was going to tell Joe, just to fit in naturally, that I'm thinking about work, changing to a work uniform. So basically buying five sh- of the same shirts maybe three or four pairs of pants that are identical and just wearing the same thing to work every day. That's exactly what I do already. Yeah, but yours are holy black t-shirts and jeans. They're not, they don't have holes in them. Yeah, for some reason, I feel like when you tell stories about what shirts, t-shirts you wear, they always have holes in them. No. Just went in the stories. No, I, I got really excited because Hanes, I saw it had a sale and it was uh, t-shirts, any color, $3 a shirt. And I bought like 10 of them. So for $30, I got like 10 shirts. I mean, I don't have to do laundry for like two weeks. I already have some black shirts. It's great. Anyway. Yeah. yeah so because you'll find when you do this, once you get past the like, wow, I'm really wearing the same outfit every day, is it's so freeing. You don't have to worry about what you're wearing. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I wholeheartedly. I should buy an official it. uniform that really is like a uniform. Like with a patch. Yeah, yeah. Patch that's breast. Joe. Yeah. I go, this is my uniform. I just wear it every day. Anyway, uh, Mike Lawson. It would Lawson, have to be a hat. You would need a hat of some sort to go with it. Oh, yeah. Every, I have a tool belt. Like, mm-hmm. 
Uh, sir, why are all your tool belts just your iPhone and uh, and a pencil? I'm like, mm. and, a, and a deck of playing cards. Like, you never know when you have to do the magic trick. Why do you have suspenders with all these buttons on them? Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, people like, ask you that all the time already. <laughs> yeah, I know. I go to school. Yeah. I should wear one of the like Buster Brown uniforms with the school and school like the book uniform. Yeah, and the, and the school. I, I carry my books like a leather strap and like a little like a little a little cap, and I'm like and I'm like I look like I'm on like um like a little Debbie snack cake. Yeah. You know. Anyway, you can have a ring made out of wood that you kind of um, hit along with another stick. Oh yeah, yeah. That's called. And I have a dog that has like a circle around his eye. He's patches. He kills everyone wherever I go, and we get in like adventures. Uh-huh. Anyway, my and life. Your biggest it, stress this week is you got bubble gum in your hair. <laughs> and old man Gentry just keep bothering me. He doesn't. He doesn't let me walk in his lawn. All right, and I'm gonna go down to the swimming hole. Okay. Anyway, could you please tell a story, Joe? I know. Seriously. So old man Gentry. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um hollywood bowl uh when i was with cameron we bought a season tickets they came with six tickets so we could pick any show we want i went to show number five that's a way to like uh draw out your regret <laughs> i know you know what's so funny i was thinking about doing that as a bit and uh evil john said market shows currently doing that like when you stay with someone just because you have tickets to something oh and i was like oh this was one of my bits i was working on okay so five out of six. What's funny is I didn't even want. I was it was a, it was it was a show that Cameron picked. I wasn't a big fan. It was for the band ELO. So I was like, you know what? My dad likes them. I am going to give my mom and my dad the tickets to ELO to the Hollywood Bowl. Seem like a good son, right? I give it That's to them. Nice. Yeah, I give it to them. They take the tickets. Great. Then my mom calls. The show's on last Friday. My mom calls me Thursday. Oh, you know, Joey. With my surgery coming up, I don't want to get sick. And so I don't know what's going to happen in the Hollywood Bowl. We're just going to give you back the tickets. I'm like, it's Thursday night. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, Right? Yeah. So now I start asking everybody I know, does anybody want to go? Sure. Okay. No one. People want to go, actually, but they, they're working or they already have other plans. I'm finding it's out Thursday, Thursday night. night. Yeah. yeah. So finally, Danny... Finally, Danny says he'll go. Okay. So I go, go, great. Danny says he'll go. So I say he works. He goes, I work. I go, well, look, the show's not till eight. If you get to my place by seven, that gives us time to Uber over there, get inside, chill, watch the show. He's like, great. Be at your house at seven. Mike, show up at my house at eight o'clock. The show started, <gasps> the show started at eight. Right, Aww. and it still takes like an hour. It's not like even though it's technically close, there's a lot of traffic. You have to like, and then once you even get to the Hollywood Bowl, as you know, you still have to walk a ways right. into the. It's not like oh, here we are in the Hollywood Bowl. You know, it's like Drop you still me have to walk. Yeah, you have to walk a ways into the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. So I go whatever, and then and then we get there. He goes like, oh, did you buy any beer? And I was like, no. And he goes, oh, let's go to the supermarket. So then we have to drive to the supermarket. Ugh. Buy beer, have a beer. We don't even leave for the Hollywood Bowl. Leave, Mike. Leave my house until eight thirty. I have anxiety, but 
Hollywood Bowl would be one place where maybe I might be a little bit better than like a theater. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a little more accepting of people kind of being relaxed in the the. It's not like a shh 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 sort of theater experience. Depending on the show, but yes, it depends okay. on the show. Okay. So we leave at eight thirty. We get there right, and we walk in. Now here's where we got lucked out. We're seeing a band, and the hall. The way the Hollywood Bowl works is when you have like a band, like even if it was, let's say it was like Lady Gaga. If it's a if it's a Hollywood Bowl event, which this was, even if it were like Tony Bennett, which it wasn't, but like let's say that the orchestra plays for the first hour, and then takes a break, forty five minutes to an hour, and then the band comes on. So when Danny and I actually walked up, the band was in the middle of their first song. Oh, so we just missed. I don't even know what the orchestra played. We missed the orchestra. Okay. Okay. Not bad. But we get there, and the way the Hollywood Bowl works is they have these benches and the seats that I had. And they were decent seats, but the benches just have numbers on them. So what people tend to do is like manspread. Like it's very squished in, right? Right. They, 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 they didn't go generous with the seat room on this. They're trying to get yeah. as many tickets in there as possible. Well, what's funny is, so in the section I was in, and I had the tickets, it was on the audience right, the very audience right section, but our seats were closer towards the middle. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, but if you were on the far edge of the right, you couldn't see the stage at all. Okay, you were you were behind a a, sc- a video screen, and there's like basically you can't see anything. Okay. Okay. So when Danny and I got there, the entire row had already squished in, so the people who were far right. So they could see. Oh, and they just assumed you guys weren't coming. Yes. Right. So when Danny, I, so Danny, I will give him this was very bold. Was like, excuse me, excuse me, those are our seat. Like, excuse, like every, and then all the people had to shift two people to the right. Sure. You know that the people on the far end were so bummed. They're like, but not your fault. Not my fault. So we sat there and we enjoyed the show. Then we went to. Um, oh, here's the thing too: is Danny tells me when he agrees to go, he says. Listen, I can go. I don't know why everyone in my world talks like me. Listen, <laughs> can you imagine Danny talking like that? Listen, I can go to this show with you, but it can't. It can't be a late night. I have to get up really early in the morning and do all this stuff. And I go, okay. great. Would have been easy if you showed up on time. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. So then, um, the show's over. Show ends at ten thirty. We're walking out. And I had mentioned somehow the bar, the Eagle. I know they have them in San Francisco and in Oakland or I don't know where they have it over there. And in New York, yeah. it's a chain. San Francisco has one. Yeah. So he goes, oh, I never heard of it. I want to go there. I go, okay. I mean, you have to get up early. He's like, no, no, no I can go for a drink. You know, this doesn't mean like super late. Okay. So we go to the Eagle, have a couple of drinks. Mike, we get back to my place. We Uber back. He comes inside. Okay. <laughs> and then Hank, we have more beers. Mike. He doesn't leave my house till like one forty-five in the morning. Well, he, when he said he had to get home early, he meant early Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah, because <early> <laughs> I was like, "Shit, this is an early night for you." I want to see what a late night is. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So then I see him again the next day, but we'll get to that story next. Mike Lawson, what is going oh. on with you? That's interesting. Um, wait. Well, how was the show? Electric Light Orchestra. It was good. I have to admit something to you, and I'm telling you something, and please don't tell anybody, okay? okay? 
I've literally, I'm, I'm not even being funny when I tell you this. I've literally told no one. So like, for instance, my confidant in this world is Adam Vaught. There's, I have no secrets from Adam Vaught. Okay. He knows everything. Okay. When he listens to this show, he'll be hearing this for the first time. Whoa. Yeah. So there is a song that I really like by Yellow. I, what's funny is I only know like the encore songs. What I mean, like all the big hits that they would play at the encore. Sure. So, you know, one of those songs is a song called Telephone Line. Mm-hmm. And so I recorded that song and I may or may not. No. What? What, what were we going to say? No, go ahead. I thought maybe you were going to say you did something regrettable. Well, what would that be? I don't know. What did you do? I may or may not have unblocked Cameron for half a second and sent uh, him that video and then re-blocked him. Uh, Joe Batance, why did you do that? I don't... Well, you know, I told you why I did that. Why? Oh. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, why? I genuinely, I genuinely <laughs> didn't remember. <laughs> so, I, uh, I didn't really believe it happened till the next morning, and uh, I looked and I was like, "Oh, okay, well, that's a thing that happened." But why, 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 why? I know, I know. Well, look, he can't contact me because <laughs> he's reblocked. He's re- it was like, well, I'm assuming I immediately reblocked him. He's he's still blocked. You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? 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 Maybe, maybe I. Maybe he never got it. Maybe I never unblocked him. Oh, you just sent it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's done. It's Either done. You did or you didn't. But regardless, you're done. Right? I'm done. Okay. But the show's good. Good. I'm glad. Um, I don't know anything about their music, so I'm. I feel like. For the most part, anything that plays a Hollywood Bowl, I would enjoy it. Well, like I would just sit and listen and enjoy myself. And if I brought food and beer, you know what I mean? Like, same with when we, you and I went and saw this Rufus Wainwright show. Do you mm-hmm. remember the people sitting next to us? And they no. were like, Oh, they gave us food. The, they did. And I think they had, did we have food? I don't, it's so long ago, but I do remember they left early and they, in the beginning, they were like, we don't know what this is. We just showed up because we got tickets. And I was like, yeah, that's. I feel like that's great. But halfway through, they were like, this is awful. He does. He's forgetting the words. Remember how he was like singing the exact? Oh, yeah, because Judy Garland forgets the words during, um, I don't remember what the song is, but yeah. A few a few songs there yeah. where she forgets the words or she starts incorrectly. And he was just doing the exact same thing. And they were like, this is awful. And so they left. But I feel like. I don't know. I just would enjoy anything that was there. Yeah, yeah. So do I, anytime people invite me to the Hollywood Bowl, I don't care what it is, I go. Uh, on Saturday, Joey, of this last week, Stephen... Uh-oh. Do you hear the construction? Yeah, what is that? They're they're doing construction in the room next to my room, but hopefully it won't be too loud for this. Um, well, if, as, long as, <laughs> as long as we call it out, just go ahead. Um, so that's happening. Uh, but if you'd make any edits, they might hear like silence and change or something but Joey, I, I just uh, love it every time like when you're quiet it's quiet and then when you start talking it just goes <laughs> it's as if he knows um this past weekend steve and i uh were like 
um, trying to make plans. And Steve was like, we could do this or this. And I was like, we could do that or that. And this and that were all things that we've done before, probably five or six times. So I was like, you know what? Why don't we, the, why, how about the plan is to do something we've never done before, right? So on Saturday, we put together a list of things um, that included ice skating was one of them. And I don't know why I thought that would be fun, but in retrospect, right now, it doesn't sound fun at all. Um, but there were a few different locations that were drivable within the Bay Area. Um, I got us a car, and we actually drove to the Russian River. Are you familiar with the Russian River? No. Um, it's an area north of um, here, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's kind of near Sonoma, if you're familiar with Sonoma. Um and they were having a jazz festival. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> they were having a jazz festival, which I looked on the website and it was like all people I've never heard of. And then the headliner for the night was Shaka Khan. And I was like, well, that could be fun. Kind of going back to like the concert would be good. Do you know what I mean? Like if you like sh- music, you would like Shaka. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get, it would be fine. But it turns out tickets were 65 bucks. Ugh. Yeah, so I was like, you know what? Just to see a concert that I would be... I feel like maybe I would spend up to 20 bucks mm-hmm. a piece to get in and walk around. But anyway, we still went to the Russian River because we thought maybe the town will be all you know on fire for this uh, jazz festival. So we walk around. Guerneville and the Russian River area is weird because... It's like a bunch of white people, middle-aged white people, but there are also like a lot of gay people and a lot of like tie-dye. And so it felt very like liberal and progressive, but at the same time felt very white and the same, which in I don't know if it's just me living in Oakland. I feel like when I'm in progressive spaces, it tends to be really um, at least visually diverse, right? Mm-hmm. Like it just looks like everyone is like different ages and colors and everything but i don't know it was bizarre um but we walked by what's funny is so there's a gay bar on the main street uh, in guerneville or near the russian river mm-hmm. and we're walking and when we walked by i didn't actually know it was a gay bar i just thought it was like three gay guys standing up front and steve was like oh look a gay bar Dan, like mike it's called manastasia What's that mean? Well, it's a very Anastasia. obscure. Drug. It's a gay version of Tsarina Anastasia, the one that, you know, one of the daughters of Tsar Nicholas. And supposedly the family was murdered, but there were always rumors because they couldn't find her body that she lived. If um, we wanted to stop doing this podcast, how would we announce it to people? Can we have that conversation now? Why? <laughs> That's so stupid, Joe. Um, okay, so. We, we're walking by. I thought Joe, uh, Steve, was doing this thing just because there was three gays in front of a bar. He was like, hey, look, Mike, a gay bar. And I was like, <laughs> Steve, stop it. And it turns out it was actually a gay establishment. Uh, but I didn't recognize that. But here's the weirdest part is. But I don't I'm, see J- Steve making those kinds of jokes. So, like, why would you ever think he was joking? No, I didn't think it, he was doing it as a joke. I was thinking his brain was like, oh, look, at there's gay guys at a bar. This must be a gay bar. Let me point it out to my gay boyfriend. 
Like, I don't think he was doing it as a joke. I thought he was, like, assuming it was a gay establishment because of the three gay guys in front of it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, um, the weird thing is I come back to work on Monday. I'm working. I get a Facebook message from a guy who I actually had a crush on when I was, like, I don't know, 18, 19, when I worked at Disneyland. He George Decay? Um, he worked with me at Disneyland, and he Facebook messaged me, and he said, his name's Kevin, and he's like, hey, Kevin Takei? Is there any chance that you were in Guerneville this weekend? Oh, really? And, yeah, I was like, oh my god, I was. Did you see me? And he said, yeah, I was standing outside of a bar when you <gasps> walked by. And I thought it could have been you, but I wasn't sure. I wish I would have said hi or something. Isn't that weird? That is weird. I haven't seen him in like over 15 years. What, How does he look, by the way? Is, do you, is he still hot? I haven't seen him in like oh, over 15 years. Oh, God. But no. we're, we're connected on Facebook, so it's not that surprising that he saw me and like recognized me because he sees my Facebook photo. Do you know what I mean? So he kind of knows what I look like. Yeah. Uh, what's weird is I didn't really like look at the guys that were standing outside of the bar, so I didn't even and I didn't give him two looks. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't remember somebody that looks like this outside of the bar, but anyway, hmm. cut to yeah. Go, Mike. Who's outside your window? And there's a guy with binoculars and Tim. <laughs> you think, Mike. Were you at the Best Buy with a fat guy and a car sped by and was going to maybe crash into it? And you were like, yeah, that was like a year ago. You remember that story? I don't even understand half of the jokes you tell. Mike, remember we went to Best Buy by your house? And those oh, girls- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and the security guard was just filming them. Um, just documenting it, right? Oh, I don't know what he was doing. Um, Joey, what's up with you? Um, okay, so the next day, uh, John, listener John Marti and Nico Martinez, um, well, not well, Nico Martinez as the partner was Marti. there. Yeah, Nico yes. Marti. I made this. He, they, you know what's funny? They're like, oh, we never made that connection before. What? Yeah, I think they did. I think they'd be smart asses. Anyway, John Marti is an amateur photographer. And he takes um, erotic photographs of men throughout the year. Right. And then once a year does a viewing of said photographs. And this is like your third time going. To Second the time right? going. Oh. Second time going. Went with uh, the same people. No, this time Evil John went though. So this year it was my last year. It was me, Daniel. <laughs> oh, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Danny? I like how it's going to be a really long beep, too, because he has a stupid Well, that's name. what's funny is usually I say that with people with short names, like my friend Bob Jones, right? Uh-huh. But that name is so long to say, it would make no sense for me to say the whole thing. However, if it, if his last name was, I'm sorry, if his first name was as unique as his last name, maybe you wouldn't feel the need to clarify by using the last name. Perhaps. So Danny, myself, John Paul, and Evil John all go to this photo thing. So we all go. Okay, Mike, John Paul and I hang out first, and then we go to lunch, and then um, John Paul and I, no, John Paul and I split up, and he goes to pick up Evil John. And then we meet up, and we go to a movie. We went to go see Kubo and the Two Strings. Is that what it's called? 
Did you see this Kuba movie? Anyway. No. We go the see stop animation one? Yeah. We go see yeah. that and then we go directly to Okay, first of all, okay, this always happens is we're like we're we all say we're hungry. And we go, Evil John, where would you like to go eat? I don't care. Okay. And we're like Which means anywhere you pick is fine. Yeah, which means you right. go ahead and pick anywhere you pick is fine. So it's getting kind of late, getting close to the time the party is starting. So John Paul says, you know what? There was that burger place we went to a year ago, right by their house. Why don't we go to that burger place? It was good. Okay. And I go, okay, that's, I know where it is. And I, and I give him direction. I give him directions to the place. It's in ways. We have to drive out of, like, we have to go through downtown out of the city. We're driving there. We need to get off the freeway and drive in for, like, three miles to get to their house, right? We're almost to the burger place. And Evil John go, looks up from his phone, because, you know, he's on this Pokemon Go. And he goes, where are we going? And John Paul says, we're going to grill them all. What do they serve there? Burgers and fries. I don't want that. It's too heavy. Mm. And then we're like, so, what? Well, you better um, order a pizza then. Yeah, Have we're like, and John, well, John Paul even says, well, you know, it's in a little strip mall. So, like, well, why did, why did you guys pick a place that was heavy? You know I'm not eating heavy right now. Why would I want to go to this party with, like, heavy food? Mm, and John Paul's like, we told you that this has been, like, for 30 minutes we've been going here. So I go, let me look for another place. Every place I named, too heavy. Okay. Finally, we show up to a, a, a Mexican place. His phone place. does Pokemon Go, but doesn't look up food for himself? No, he's just busy with the Pokemon Go. So we finally found his burrito place, which he bitched about at first for it being heavy. But we're like, you know what? It's literally a second away from Nico and John's. You're just going. Yeah. So we go and he... Or you know what isn't heavy? Nothing. Eat nothing. <laughs> oh, no. I have to eat. Are they going to have food there? Oh we, oh, we heard it. Girl, we heard it. They better have food there. I'm really hungry. I'm like, you know, I'd rather just feed him like a baby. And make sure he's satiated, and we're fine. So we uh, we show up, we eat, whatever. We show up to the to the uh, party, and everyone's just mingling, just mingling. I don't remember how it came up, but the, everyone's just there. It's not a giant party, right? So yeah. John Marti is there, walking around. Nico, their friends, and it's about probably about twenty people, twenty five people. All of a sudden, I don't know how it comes up, but I just hear John go. Um, I got there's one part of the story I wasn't gonna tell, but I gotta tell you. But be, before evil that, John or John Paul? Evil, I'm sorry, Evil John. Evil John goes. He goes, where are the where are the photos? I want to see them. And someone goes, Oh no, it's like a slideshow. What? I thought we were going to a gallery. <laughs> this is a, a slideshow. And I'm like, Ew. Oh, I know where John Marti's right there. Yeah. And I go, You need to cal- you need to calm down. All right. Yeah. Now, the part I started to tell you was, I think John Paul, being smart, um, somehow got uh, a hold of some um, edible uh, blueberry, uh, you know, pot blueberries, okay, chocolate covered blueberries. So when we park, he gives one to John, and he goes, "Here, eat one of these." He goes, "Yes." But that would calm him down, not make him. More. That's what yeah, that's what John wanted, right? Well, it takes an hour to. Uh, Evil John gotcha. says this before. It takes an hour. We just got there. So John Paul says, "Here, have one of these." And Evil John's like, "What are they? I don't know what they are." He goes like, "Uh, they're they're pot uh, blueberries. Are they gonna work? Because last time we got those gummy worms, they didn't work." <laughs> and and uh, John Paul's like, "Uh, I've never tried them, but I think they'll be fine." And he goes, you "Make him sound so awful." <laughs> 
<laughs> so then Evil-chan goes, fine. He's like, give me another one. And John Paul's like, you know, let this one hit first, right? I'm going to need another one. Well, John Paul's like, I'll give you an hour. Give it an hour. He was like, okay. But if it's anything like those gummy worms, it's not going to work. So we go inside, an hour pass. Well, I don't know. We're talking. We're all mingling, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Evil John's like, I can't see. I can't see. Okay. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? What's wrong with you? I don't know. I don't know what John gave me. I I can't see. Okay. We had to help him up like an old person because they have like a lower balcony. We had him help him up like an. I need to. I need to lay down. I I can't see. So we had to help him like an old person and to hit like lie down on like patio furniture. Whoa. But then um he got his bearings and he was able to look at the show. But then um I do, do you remember fo- the cartoon Doug? Yes. It was on Nickelodeon. I texted you a picture from it. The way you're describing uh Evil John reminds me of the bad guy from Doug. Like the voice is similar, but also he's just like an awful character. Oh, yeah, I've seen the pictures. You know what? I think that's a pretty... I mean, he doesn't look like that, but I see that as a pretty good representation of him. Yeah, just yeah. awful. And what, then the picture before is of Kevin, the guy we saw in Guerneville, but yes. that was when, when from, like, the late 90s. Oh, that was from the late 90s? Yeah. So and you had a crush on him like. then? Yeah, but his imagine that style in the late 90s. Like, mm. it was... It worked. Shut up, it worked. Anyway, uh, so, but he gets his bearing together, but but he, he was out of it. it. It did calm him down. I will say... Because um, he couldn't see anything. He had to just sit still. Yeah, but then he got his vision back. But <laughs> what, What's so funny is he was going to take a doll to the party. He had like a Tom of Finland. Well, I did say, he goes, should I take a doll? And I said, what, Mike, you've seen what his apartment looks like, right? Yeah. yeah. I go, what doll would you take? And he goes, he like puts his finger to his mouth. He's like, hmm. And then he just walks directly to like one part of the, you know, pile of dolls, p- pulls one out, and he pulls out this like, like biker guy with a hard dick in his pants doll. Okay. okay. I took pictures of it. I'll send it to you in a bit. And um, at one point, John Paul says, oh, I haven't seen that doll like in four or five years. And Evil John's like, yeah, I haven't seen it in that long either. I go, wait, how did you immediately know where to go and get the doll? It was so weird. What was weird. the answer? Is his house just organized? Yeah, you're like, I don't know. I just know where it is, right? So John Paul actually drove me home. I, I offered to get, I offered to take an Uber back home, but he's like, no, 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 no I'll take you home. But we dropped off Evil John first. And actually, I, I will say this. Apart from what I told you, he was perfectly pleasant. That, this was actually a very pleasant experience with Evil John. I think that shows the medicinal benefits of marijuana. I know. I think he should always be on it whenever I see it. <laughs> so, um, but another side story is I feel really badly because on Hollywood Bowl night, Danny was like, you know, I didn't really get to go. And I don't want to go there for real. Can we go tomorrow after the photo show? Right. But when I was at the photo show, I was really tired. Danny seemed to be like, he went separately and he's going to be like talking to all these people that he knew there. And the Johns were leaving, and I was like, you know what, Danny? I go, I'm really tired. I think I'm just going to call it and I go with the John. And he was like, oh, okay. But then that was when I noticed he was, like, dressed up to go to the bar. Aww. But whatever. Is the Eagle in L.A. like a fetish bar, the way it is here? Yes. Okay. 
And so that's why Danny like and Danny Danny usually goes Danny doesn't know anything. So he usually goes like to West Hollywood and does all that drama. I'm gonna when he's gonna spend the weekend with me in a couple weeks, I'll take him to some good gay bars. Yeah. Like I feel like um when we hung out we went to the Tin Lizzy and that's like mellow for the most part. Like yeah, it's a yeah, bar. Yeah. It's a bar first and then it's a gay establishment second. Like there's a lot of places that are like gay places that are also bars and that's different. Well, well next like, time you come to LA, next time you come to LA and you have some time. Um so a year ago a bar opened up in downtown LA. I think I even talked about it on the show that I happened to walk by it and I went there like the first week it opened. But since then, it's sort of become like the gay mecca in downtown, and other gay bars have popped up downtown. And one of the things, I love this city so much, but one of the things I hate more than anything about this city, I will trash talk about my city, is West Hollywood. I fucking despise West Hollywood. In fact, where I live is a hop, skip, and a jump from West Hollywood. I'm like literally a mile or two away from the Abbey, but I never go. Because I hate West Hollywood so much. The downtown gay scene, which is technically, geographically not that far, is a whole other scene. And they're so nice. And they're so different. And just so, yes, thank you. This is the gay scene I wanted. And that's the one in downtown. So I'm going to take him there. And also, uh, maybe one next time you're here, I'll take you there too. Well, this gay scene thing kind of um, makes me think of the story I want to tell you next, Joey. Uh, the crosswalks at 18th and Castro Street. Uh, here in San Francisco were installed with bright rainbow stripes made of inlaid color asphalt two years ago. I'm guessing that there's something probably similar in West Hollywood, right? There sure is, Mike Lawson. Uh, but they're getting rene- uh, regraded and repaved tonight in preparation for the re-rainbowing next week. Uh, but the reason I brought this up is um, I was curious what you thought about these rainbow crosswalks. But it also makes me think of um, this Finding Prince Charming character. Yes, I was going to talk he about was that. Like, mm-hmm. I have a I have a charity, and my charity <laughs> puts it's so obnoxious ra- rainbow crosswalks in streets in yeah. Austin. Is he from Austin? Oh, Atlanta. Atlanta. So I was curious what you thought about crosswalks like this in general, but also I wanted to kind of tie in and see what you thought about this guy's charity. And I know you have feelings about finding Prince Charming that I want to hear about. Okay. Well, you just fucking just, it was like, I don't know what the, what the cliche is, but you just, you knew what to do. It was slow pitch here. Yeah. Right this, over home plate. This Robert Sepulveda is such an asshole. I hate him so much. Right. So Robert Sepulveda is the Prince Charming on Prince this Charming. new logo show called yeah. Finding Prince Charming. If you don't know, it's like the bachelor, but everybody on the show is a male. And gay. True. Because they had that show Boy Meets Boy on Bravo. Right. Okay. So let's just talk about rainbow crosswalks. I'm okay. all for it. Great. I don't have a problem with them. I think they look pretty cool. I think the ones in West Hollywood, I have no problem with them. Is West Hollywood just paint or is it inlaid um, into the asphalt? You know, Do you know? I've never paid attention. I'll Next time I'm not there, I'll look. I'm <laughs> never there. Um, so in San Francisco, it's like basically a grate is um dug into this asphalt and then it's filled in with colored asphalt so oh. it's i don't know why they do it that way here but i've seen other ones where it's just i don't in i don't i'll have to go look i don't think it's that fancy okay i think okay. it's just literally just paint okay yeah but i'll check it out okay 
that's fine. If a city wants to do that, I totally support. I think it's a great thing for the gay community to see that, that the city's behind them. Okay. What if a nonprofit starts and raises money independent of the city to fund such a project? <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are, you vain, vapid asshole, you could do so much better. It's such a vanity project for himself. And then he walks around like it's like he fucking cured cancer. Look, if let's say you're David Geffen or you're some big gay philanthropist, right? And this is just one of many projects that you do. Go for it. Go, queen. I love it. But if you're one, your one project, your one project is, I'm going to start a nonprofit. And I am going to, you know what? I didn't get to tell this joke on the Finding Prince Charming show. But can you imagine he contacts all these rich friends of his and they are like, I've gathered you here all today. And they're like, yes, Robert, what is it? What can we do for you? And he's like, I am starting a nonprofit organization. Bravo. Yes. That's, thank you. What are you, you going to fight for? Are you going to fight for equal rights for people in the workplace for gay people? Are you going to fight for, you know, that landlords can't throw uh, gay people out as tenants? You know, we're in the South. There's a lot of discrimination. Just next door or so, there's uh, the HB2. You know, North Carolina, the, the transgender, is that what you're, you're going to fight HB2? What are you going to do? No. Do you guys ever cross the street? <laughs> yes, we cross the street all the time. I want you to give me money so I can paint the crosswalks different colors. That's that's what he that's what he did. He raised all this money for that. What? What? Yeah, I I think that he would probably describe the work that he does a little bit uh, differently, though. Like he would say that it's something about pride and uh, maybe awareness and gay causes or something about being seen in the community or something like that. Okay, so then why did uh, why is there thirty two thousand dollars unaccounted for from this organization? Why oh, really? Why didn't the organization pay their rent so they were evicted? Oh, I didn't know any of that. Yeah. Oh, Queen, you don't think I've been doing my Sepulveda research? Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. This queen, I hate him so much, right? Yeah. And as I pointed out on the show, notice I've, I, I don't care. I won't even say it. I don't even care about the, the, the uh, controversy that everyone talks about. I don't care. Who cares, right? About the gay, um, or about escorting? Yeah, I don't give a shit. Oh yeah. If you're an escort, be an escort. Yeah. So couldn't give Seriously. a shit. Don't even. That doesn't even factor into my critique of your character. Well, my friend Dan Savage even points out, like, isn't these bachelor type shows a form of escorting anyway? Like, you're kind of this is kind of sex work, in a way. Like, you're right. Well, well yes, it, you're right. It is. Also, Logo's response, I think, is worse. It was like it it came out that he was an escort. Logo didn't know. They freaked the fuck out, and then they went with. We didn't know. We didn't. We didn't find out until way later. But we don't think you should slut shame him or shame him for being a sex worker, which I agree with. But your reaction, though, is shaming. Like I would have been like, yeah, we knew, and who cares? We didn't even care. Yeah, but if they didn't know, they could just say like, we didn't know. Though you're yeah. saying, yeah, we your, The thing you don't like is that they said they didn't know. What no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that I didn't like that they didn't know. But there was very much a like, we didn't know. We, we thought we'd like, there, there's a lot of like, uh, uh, the, the way they say they didn't know is very like, uh, he, it was, was kept from them. And that gotcha. they didn't, in other words, so that they did care. 
And uh, I think it was also Dan Savage who said, I don't remember, it may not have been Dan Savage. I don't remember who it was. Oh, no, no, no. It was someone, I know Larry Flick will correct me. I think it was somewhere in Vulture. But was like, it's very logo to want someone who looks like a porn star. And then when they find out he's actually a sex worker, <laughs> then they freak out. Right? Yeah. That's true. So fuck, fuck the editors of this. I hate this show. I hate this person. But meanwhile, um, I have a Finding Prince Charming recap show that you can download on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Myself, Daniel Brewer, and Adam Burns recap every week's episode of Finding Prince Charming. Get it oh, available. I like Adam Burns. <laughs> That's so funny. Just kidding. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I'm going to get a phone call. Why doesn't my lousy like me? No, you can't do the voice, remember? Uh, you know what? I think I've like, you know, like when people get like a, a band on their stomach and then they just eat through it? Yeah. <laughs> I think I've essentially. <laughs> That's how you deal with any negative criticism you get. You just eat through it. Yeah, I just, I, I pull all the way back and then I just slowly. Put it, work it back in very slowly. Wait a minute, it's worse than it was before. Now he's just doing the voice for no apparent reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so you have this recap show. That's awesome. Yeah, we do. Are you doing, you're going to continue doing it? I was. Yeah, because you know what? We did the first, we did the, we were only going to do one episode because we committed to it. And um, we recorded it in the middle of it. I was like, you know what? I want to keep doing this. I like talking shit on these people, okay, but we we cool. did we did make the promise that we know if it gets because you are you watching the show? Yeah. Okay. There, I didn't watch um, episode two yet though. Okay, but. it comes out tonight. Um, oh, tonight's Thursday, right? Yeah. So here's the thing: is there's only really a couple of characters left who are interesting, and I think once they're gone, it's just all these boring guys. I also think you can figure out who wins. Um, I think it's pretty obvious that there's buckets where it's like actual contenders versus characters that they'll keep around for a while. Yeah. Because they're characters. Well, there's one in particular that he, which is so, listen to the My Finding Recap show. I'll talk about it there. Okay. The Jack McFarlane character, um, you know who I'm talking about. Robbie. Say that, right? Robbie. He's like over the top, but to date, so far, and by the way, I'm at one episode in, so this could change at any time he's positive gay flamboyant gay which oh, I he's HIV positive no, no no i'm sorry he has a positive attitude oh okay because he that kind of like over the top flamboyant gay thing when it gets negative it just is so negative so fast where they're like do you follow what i'm saying like at to to the so far like he's giving everyone compliments he's mm -hmm. over the top and like ridiculous a caricature but He's positive, and I like it. Well, what I Just like as long is as he stays positive. I don't know if he'll stay positive, but what I do like is I, I think you can sense, even though he's over the top, and it, usually I would hate this in a reality show, but I love this on this reality show. Is you can tell he doesn't give two shits about Prince Charming. He is there to further his brand and to improve his standing in West Hollywood, so that he's the guy from Finding Prince Charming. That's the only reason he's there. So he's gonna make his mark, and he's gonna make sure everybody remembers him, and hopes that Logo gives him his own show. Yeah. Or that something else comes of this show, but he does not give a shit about this Robert Sepulveda. And you know what? Good. I, you shouldn't. Yeah. This guy's so fucking boring. Him and he and this Lance Bass are so boring. Thank you. You're welcome. 
Um, are you going to do any news stories? We're over an hour in. Do you want no. to do some? Or what do you got going on next week? What do you got going week? on next week? <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe, um, I have, I guess it's like something with the moon. Is it Lunar New Year or something? No. Something is happening with the moon. So my Chinese roommate's taking us to dinner tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole house. That'll be fun. Um, and then I just have a bunch of work stuff going on. Nothing crazy planned outside of like the norm so should be good what about you do you have um anything going on with it's mexican independence day did you know that oh yeah it's funny that you say that mike lawson i'm gonna uh remember that parade last year where i got a a viral video yeah (laughs) i'm going to that again at richard's house here's the thing though so remember last year i was we were just hanging out we were at mexican independence day having a good time i filmed it i threw it on youtube it got over one point Two million views, right? Yeah, yeah. Now Richard calls me the other day. He was like, "Okay, so what are we doing this year?" What's and the I go, plan? Yeah, he goes, "What's the plan?" And I go, "We're gonna go watch the parade." Yeah, he's yeah, not but, expecting lightning to strike twice, is he? Yeah, he goes, "Well, what's gonna be our social media campaign with this?" And I go, he's "No social joking. media campaign. No, he's joking. No, no, Mike. He is not joking. He was like, well, I think we should do something. I mean, I mean, look at everything that's happened, like." The first year you got caught in the parade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the second year you had a viral video. And I was like, okay, well, we both you know, just played it by ear. Yeah. Let's just see what happens. Uh, tonight, I'm actually, right as soon as we finish this, I'm going to leave and go to dinner with um, at the house of the home of uh, my friends Chris and Mercedes. And then next week, next Wednesday, I am going to see Hurricane Bianca, the, the premiere here in Los Angeles with uh, drag race superstar Bianca Del Rio. What do you have going on? Fun. I already said mine, Joe. You're the worst. <laughs> Goodbye. Go to hell. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 uh, um, uh, um, Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.